Hey guys, it's your boy Noir. Before we get started, I want to take a moment to say thank you. Thank you so much for supporting me and listening to my show, Cigars and Crypto. This is the 100th episode. On this episode, I have Mr. Scott M. Sibley of At Play Shamari from Twitter. It's a classic game of memory meets Bitcoin, and he's hoping that this card game will spread Bitcoin mining information to the masses. Now, he used to be a public accountant, but now he is an education technology specialist, and it really shows in the way he developed this learning card game. You got to make sure you check it out at shamari.com, S-H-A-M-O-R-Y.com. He even offered us a 10% coupon code. (laughs) You'll get it if you listen to the episode. I want to say thank you so much to Scott for being my 100th guest. And I'd like to thank the Noir Coin team for their continued support of my show and my brand. You guys are awesome and amazing. And I look forward to being with you guys in the future as you grow as a team. So sit back, relax, light one up and enjoy the show. You're listening to the only place on the Internet that offers the perfect blend of high quality premium cigars and cryptocurrency news and commentary. Welcome to Cigars and Crypto. Now here's your host, Invest Noir. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to this episode of Cigars and Crypto. You know who it is, it's your boy Noir, and I'm so happy to have my new friend, Mr. Scott Sibley of Shamery.com. Scott, how are you, man? Thanks for having me, Noor. I'm really excited to be here on this. Uh, it's a gloomy day here in San Diego, but uh, happy nonetheless. Ah, good, good, man. I, I lived in San Diego for a couple of years, man. And uh, even though it's gloomy there, I'm so envious of the weather, man. It, it's uh, a perfect spot. Where'd you live? I didn't know that about you. I lived out in, uh, near Mira Mesa. Okay. Right. Yeah. My, uh, my full-time job office is right in Kearney Mesa, so right down the, the street. Right there. down the street. Yeah, yeah, yeah man. I was uh, at the, the time. The Kearney Mesa. Was... I'm in the uh, Crown Point Pacific Beach area. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Got you. Yeah. At the time I was uh, living there, man, right outside of the gates of uh, uh, Miramar. Okay. So, uh, yeah, it was cool. I miss it there, man. The weather was beautiful and uh, it was great. Well, next time you're out here visiting, I have to, uh, to catch up. That sounds good, man. Sounds great. So, uh, I am not one to mix words. So, my friend, tell me about yourself. How'd you get into crypto? Yeah. So, uh, if I. Uh, think about it. Um, I can go back a little farther. My initial just getting into crypto happened in the last bull run, uh, you know, late 2017, 2018, got pulled in like many other people. Uh, but before I kind of tell that part of the story, after uh, thinking about it deeper, I would actually say that my interest in this space um, subliminally maybe goes back to my um, uh, previous work in the accounting profession in public accounting. So I got used to, uh, I was in the audit side of things for a public accounting firm. So I used to going out, verifying records, um, uh, going through and making sure that uh, things say what they are, which obviously plays into a lot of concepts around, especially Bitcoin and all the other uh, coins that are out there and being able to really understand that and how that be a part of who I am. I think once everything turned the way it turned in 2017, 2018, and took us into the more bear market, I was able to say, you know what, I, I get what's going on. And I see where uh, all this is going. This isn't, you know, a magic sham. Um, and it really let me then kind of learn from where uh, uh, it could go 
and made me want to dive deeper and really took me into kind of that more educational experience over the past, you know, two, two and a half years, which uh, led me to kind of uh, where I am today. That's good, man. You know, there are a lot of people that I speak with on my show and they all talk about how uh, the market crash, the bear market impacted them and the way they thought about cryptocurrency going forward. And some people walked away from it. Um, some people had strong hands and they held crypto. Yep. And some people went, took a, a different path. They took a harder road and they started to build things. Yep. Um, even when cryptocurrency was struggling, when uh, CNBC and all of the, uh, the other news uh, outlets were saying that Bitcoin was dead and all of this other <laughs> kind of stuff, you know what I mean? Um, people took, um, they picked up hammers, picks and shovels, and they started to build things, man. So yeah. tell me about Shamari. Yeah. So that, like you were saying, this is when you want to try to build things. This is when the kind of the, the greatest uh, boom can come after we get out of uh, what's been going on. And so my, uh, while I was in public accounting for a while, my full-time job now and for the past 10, 12 years has actually been in the ed tech space. Um, so I have a background in um, kind of the education side of things. I also come from um, a line of educators, teachers. Um, so whether it's my mom, cousins, aunts, uncles. So between my full-time job, um, as well as just the people around me, I understood the importance of continuing to learn and to teach and, and um, kind of had that ingrained in me from a young age. So as I uh, went through that uh, build period, um, I realized, okay, one, I'm, I'm very interested in this space. Um, I don't want to leave it just because we're in a downturn. Mm -hmm. um, and then secondly, I wanted to find a way to, for that next wave of people, uh, make it a little easier for them to start understanding it. And whether that's a, a five or six year old um, or a 50 or 60 year old, it doesn't really matter in this case. Um, the, the, uh, the lower barrier of entry is only going to make it so that that next wave is going to be in here longer if they truly understand it. Um, so I, you know, it's probably been a year and a half or so that I started playing around with different ideas for what my role in that could be. Um, and I centered around what is, you know, the, the people can't listening, but the uh, actual card game um, that people could start playing and, and just a low barrier of entry is not meant to be something that's highly technical. It's meant to be fun, engaging. Um, if you truly know what, uh, what mining, uh, the aspects of mining does, which I know from your background, uh, you do as uh, how you got into it. But uh, even if you don't have that, it doesn't matter. Just under, you're seeing the word Bitcoin, you're, you're getting a Bitcoin reward. You're, uh, um, you're seeing words like target and hash and nonce. Um, and you're just understanding how the game plays, but hopefully now, you know, whether it's a month from now or 10 years from now, you say, Oh, I remember hearing those things back when I played that game. It, it, it's something. Um, and so that, that kind of brought me around to kind of creating this, uh, this crazy game that um, I started rolling out the past couple of weeks. That's cool, man. Now, when I visited the website, the first thing that stuck out to me is it says a classic game of memory meets Bitcoin. Yeah. I thought that was kind of cool and catchy. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, it's uh, when I started, I went through many iterations of the game um, and probably with a lot of things you kind of, I started and I would say it was much more complex and technical than it needed to be for what my purpose were. Um, and as I started thinking about it more and more, I personally have never mined any cryptocurrency. Um, I have just, you know, between reading the white paper and just learning 
um, have come to understand the concepts around it. I wouldn't call myself an expert by any stretch of the imagination, but when I started boiling it down, the concept of proof of work mining SHA-256 really centers around two key aspects. One, a target is set uh, that's out there, and then a nonce is needed to be able to go into a bunch of other stuff, but let's ignore that. Those two things really make up, did you mine that block or not? Um, so I thought about that concept and I said, you know what? That reminds me a lot of playing the game of memory when you're a kid. You know, there's, there's cards laid down. You need to flip over one card and find the match for the other card. Um, I, and I started playing around with that idea and I said, well, that's no different than finding the right nonce to be able to create the hash that's going to then let you uh, uh, tap into that target to be able to mine that block. So the whole game is centered around um, those cards laid down face down. That are the nonce cards. There's one card flipped over. That's the target. Um, the players are going to start flipping over those nonces to find the target. Um, and if they do, the block gets mined. They get a reward and the game goes on. And then there's other intricacies like uh, your, your chain can get attacked. Um, the, uh, there's a difficulty adjustment. Um, and little other things that are weaved in there to, to kind of spice it up a little bit. If I boil it down to simplicity, it's let's play memory, but instead of just two random cards, you're using a nonce and a target. <laughs> I love that dude. <laughs> Hopefully that makes I sense to that. someone like you that yeah, you, you obviously man. have more background than I do. So the fact that it makes sense to you gives me a, makes lets me know that I'm not a crazy person. <laughs> no, you're not crazy, man. It's, it's actually kind of cool because I think about my children when I think about Shamari, um, my son has a real interest in Bitcoin and likes to ask me questions. And yeah. I can tell that he's paying attention to me when I'm doing these episodes. I can tell that he's paying attention to the podcasts that I listen to. Mm-hmm. and He has questions. Yeah. I understand that from his perspective, he wants to look at Bitcoin as like a way to get rich. You know, at 13, <laughs> at 13, you want to, you know, you want to have money, you know, in his yeah. mind, a hundred dollars is a lot of money. You exactly. know? But the idea of teaching him through a memory game, exactly what Bitcoin is and how it works, mm-hmm. the nuances and intricacies behind mining and block rewards. I think is a very novel idea and I don't think I've ever seen it anywhere else. I haven't, I I did some research. I never saw anything like this for sure. Um, There was, I came across one or two other kind of card Bitcoin type games that are out there. Uh, Nothing like the gameplay of of this. So um, I knew knock on wood, I think I'm onto something that that hasn't been out there before and hopefully uh, takes off. I think you own something too, man. I really do. Thank you so much for providing value to my listeners by offering the coupon code. You heard it, folks. Yes. There are benefits <laughs> to listening to this show. Not only do you get to learn from the smartest and brightest people and builders in this space like I do, but you also get 10% off when you visit shamari.com and you pick up the Shamari card game. Scott, let me ask you this. This type of endeavor takes a lot of work and effort. Building anything is always difficult, and there's a lot involved and a lot of moving parts with it. How did you get 
the project off the ground? How did you get it from idea to concept and now to a point where you where you can actually have a printer print up these cards so that people like me and my family can use them and learn? Yeah, uh, it's been a, a journey uh, probably over the past uh, year, year and a half or so, starting with literally me just using uh, index cards and uh, going through different iterations and, and drawing it out in chicken scratch and different ideas there. Uh, like I mentioned before, I started with a much too complex version of things. Um, and that was really just trial and error of me, whether it's, uh, like I said, drawing things out or uh, getting you know clip art somewhere just to play around with the different ideas. That process um, probably went through you know six or eight months of just playing around with things. And sometimes just me drawing it in my head um, and figuring out, okay, this is going to work. And then saying it back to myself, nah, that, that, that's not going to work. Um, from there, once I got a little bit farther, I went from an idea where um, instead of, uh, initially, instead of using characters, I know once again, if you go to the website, you can see it, but there's kind of little monsters that are spread throughout the game. So they're meant to be engaging both for that younger audience, like your, your son or whoever it may be, as well as someone uh, who's older to be able to say, you know, it's not a kiddie thing, but I'm still finding these cool. And what I found was where initially I was trying to make it too real. I was trying to match numbers. So a nonce was a number and a target was a number, but it wasn't as fun um, through the testing I was doing as well as um, it was harder to remember a number as opposed to an image like this. Um, so I switched over um, and started designing different things myself. Once again, kind of went off and just did uh, Google searches for like cool characters, Bitcoin characters and, and that sort of thing. And I found um, some different ideas that I liked um, ended up reaching out to um, an individual who had created a version of these months, uh, a similar structure. It wasn't Bitcoin focused actually, but it was a design I liked. And I asked if they could kind of create a similar thing for what I was doing. Um, and they were able to, to do that. Um, a lot of back and forth. Um, initially, I was hoping to find somebody who understood Bitcoin to be able to play off of some of their ideas, but uh, that didn't go the way I uh, had planned. But uh, nonetheless, I, I got here and then the whole printing journey um, has been uh, just as much of an interesting process where, you know, it's the difference between doing um, things here locally in the, in the States um, versus ship going overseas where you're getting a lower uh, volume discount, but then you're going around with things like shipping costs and, and whatnot. So that's where I found a place in the States that had a nice uh, price point for initial run. Um, also liked their uh, um, initial kind of testers that I had done. So I'd planned to go with them to do that first shipment. Then I, like I said, like many other things, the, uh, the pandemic, 10 pandemic through a left, uh, left hand turn there. Um, so now I'm uh, going for some other op options that I think uh, are going to work out just as well. Just taking a little bit more time, but it's a learning curve. I've, I've never done anything like this. I'm, I'm doing it myself. Um, I uh, have a full-time job, so it's kind of just a fun side project at, at this point in time that I think I can uh, use to kind of dabble in the space to keep building it out um, and kind of let my uh, uh, brand grow from there. Uh, my full-time job is actually in the ed tech space. So there's a lot of crossover between the awareness I'm trying to bring around this side of things and the work I do every day um, and try to leverage both parties there. So that's actually a great segue into my next question. You said that you're working full-time. So are you, are you getting like venture capital or are you bootstrapping this project yourself? No, I've done it all myself. So just kind of um, building it up 
from the, the design and the shipment. I, I built the website myself. I've never um, done that sort of thing before I was able to. So we accept both uh, credit card payments, but I also uh, learned how to connect in the, uh, the BTC pay server. So you can accept uh, Bitcoin um, through the processing. So I went ahead and I designed the whole thing myself, learned how to um, get it up and running. Um, go through and doing the you know automation of uh, you know, newsletters and um, invoicing and refunds and uh, whatever all those sort of testing uh, things out that I just kind of went through and, and played around with uh, whether it's at night or on the weekends um, or you know a late, I have a nine month old so sometimes she's up at at weird hours so if she's she's playing around and I'm just able to kind of dabble away and, and learn something new around uh, whatever it is I'm trying to accomplish and just kind of piggybacked one step at a time. And that, that brought us to where uh, we are here today. To the victor go the spoils. Thank you. You, you, you deserve uh, nothing but success for the hard work and effort that you put in to this. I appreciate it. You really do, man. And I appreciate just you, uh, one, like I said, having me on and also the, that feedback and truly um, from someone uh, who's gone through the mining process before to hear that you feel like, oh, this is, you know, my son would, would get value out of this. Um, that, that probably means the, the most um, out of all this, uh, that side of things. Scott, where do you see cryptocurrency in the next three to five years? Yeah, I, I mean, the easy answer is I see it um, only growing. I think we're, no matter what, at the beginning, we're at, we're at the one-yard line uh, with uh, 99 more to go as opposed to being on the one-yard line and at the goal line. Um, I think when you see uh, both uh, um, money inflows into large companies like, say, uh, a BlockFi and, and the different rounds that they've received or um, just other similar spaces or companies like a, um, a Lolly or a Fold, like they're uh, announcing their Bitcoin rewards card that's coming out. All those little things tell me that, you know, this is just, this is just the start. Um, it's not just uh, me, Scott, sitting here and Noir sitting on the other uh, side of things that are believing in what's going on. But um, it's both individuals and large groups and organizations um, that are trying to get their foothold in this space. Um, and I think the combination of those two things as well as just general awareness. So that's uh, going back to like we were talking about things like whether it's a card game like Shamari or a, a podcast like you have, or um, a book like the, uh, the Bitcoin rabbi wrote, all those little things um, are just going to keep bubbling up awareness around the more and more somebody hears the word Bitcoin or crypto or whatever it may be, and they become more familiar with it. Um, and that general awareness I think is step one. So that now a year from now, three years from now, Five years from now, it, the arc's just going to get higher and higher. And obviously, th during that time, there'll be dips. And whether we're talking about price dips or just awareness dips or interest dips, that's just the way things go, especially with uh, people's um, uh, low uh, uh, ability to kind of stay focused on one thing. Uh, but we are just going to keep going up as far as I'm concerned. So I, I appreciate it. Tell my listeners where they can find Shamari. Sure. So right now, I, uh, the website's up, so shamory.com, S-H-A-M-O-R-Y, if you're wondering where the, the name came from. So it's a mixture of the, the SHA-256 um, hash algorithm that, that comes around Bitcoin mining and then Mori from memory. So just mash those two guys up together. So shamory.com um, is the website. 
Um, right now, um, it's available for uh, pre-order. I'm going through, unfortunately, with the, uh, the current pandemic going on, the, uh, the printing uh, uh, manufacturer that I was planning on using had to get shut down right before I was going to place my initial order with them. Um, so I'm actually, uh, over the past, over the weekend, actually been working with a few alternate uh, ones that are still up and running to be able to move from pre-order to, uh, uh, to actually shipping. But I'm still planning on having that go out in the, uh, in, uh, by June is my target. Um, and so, but pre-orders are up there, um, for anybody who's listening uh, to the podcast, I went ahead and made a 10% off code. Um, so if you go ahead and enter, uh, cigars 10 at checkout, um, you'll be able to get 10% off your, uh, your order there. Um, so thanks for, for doing that. Um, then other than that, uh, uh, I'm most active on Twitter. So there's play Shamari, um, is our handle. Uh, so feel free to, to follow and connect there. And if you're looking for me personally, I'm Scott M. Sibley um, on the Twitter side of things. Ladies and gentlemen, Scott Sibley of Shamari.com. Scott, thank you so much for joining me, sir. I really do appreciate it. I appreciate it, Noor. And thanks for everybody who's listening. And like I said, don't forget to, to put that coupon code to good use. Definitely. Definitely. <laughs>